and is a social yeah. worker in private practice. And welcome to Late Night Talk. It's good to be talking to you, but it is a terrifying um, subject, if I could put it this way. The idea of it really ch- is. children it is bullying really, each other. Absolutely. It's abs- it's, and and it, it just seems to go on and on. You know, we've been trying to deal with it for years and years, and it just seems to go on. And this incident you were talking about that was in the papers, it was horrifying. It is horrifying. And unfortunately, it's not just, you know, one-off incident, because we're hearing about it all around us in various ways. When so, you, when you, you know, deal with, with and, and you can explain to us how, you know, you, you would approach it as a social worker, but, but when you deal with the bully and the victim, mm-hmm. certainly the environment around the two, school environment, teachers, mm-hmm. you would expect that if teachers were informed for two years, they mm-hmm. might, there must have been some kind of action. They should have been. You said I don't. I don't know enough about the particular school, or you know what. What the, um, uh, uh, most schools that I work in have a have a policy and ethos of, of absolutely zero tolerance for bullying, and most of the schools are really aware of it and are doing their best to stamp it out, to deal with the, you know, with the bullies and, and also with the victims. Because mm. we must remember that you know if 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 we didn't have victims, we wouldn't have bullies. Um, so, so I, I, I put a lot of emphasis on helping children to be more assertive, to know where to turn for help. And it worries me terribly, and I'd like to know more about why it went on for two years. If, um, you know, if the newspaper report is accurate, that the parents were bringing it to the attention of the school. And, you know, it, it sort of smacks to me of the whole ethos, which... I've been dealing with for the last 35 years or so of trying to start from the beginning of a you know, non-violent approach to discipline, um, parents listening to children's feelings, teachers taking it seriously. And so many times I still today hear uh, both teachers and parents saying things like, well, just hit him back or walk away, turn the other cheek or you know, in the case of girls, often it's if you know, girls use verbal bullying and then parents will say, well, just Tell her what you think of her, almost like, you know, tell her something worse than what she um, what she called you. And particularly with boys, you know, it, it's, it's all, you know, don't let him get the better of you, hit him are back. We, are we actually imprinting the wrong things onto, onto the children because the adults themselves are saying you actually have to beat the bully, even if it's yeah, exactly. a mental beating? or yeah. I think it is something, you know, fortunately there are many, many parents and teachers that are turning away from that and are teaching right from the beginning that, you know, one wrong doesn't, you know, one wrong doesn't make a right or whatever, or, you know, bullies at least um, turning the other cheek isn't always the best thing. You You do need to teach children to be assertive, to stand up for themselves. But... Yeah, I have a very busy private practice, and I have until recently been a, a school counsellor in a school in the southern suburbs. And and I just get, you know, right from the very beginning, the, to me, the roots are in the whole approach to discipline. And mm. even today, even, even at the end, I will do, for instance, a two-hour talk or a four-hour workshop on, um, you know, the, 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 the effect of, of punitive, harsh, punishment on children and I still have parents at the end who will say but you know if you don't give them a damn good hiding um, shout at them teach them you know who's the boss 
then they're never going to learn. And of course, all that's happening in that case is parents are modeling a bully approach, a violent approach to getting your own way. So we're reflecting and this back to, to, to the young person who might, in that emotional, um, in that emotional state, might mm. then, then imprint this or might cause more pain for them. So you're actually hurting the young person who's mm. being bullied by telling them, be mm. like a bully. And then exactly. on the other side, as you said, mm. there are policies in place. Some people have practices mm-hmm. at school. How many times is this effective? And, and give us a basic frame of these policies. What kind of action, positive action, should be taken when there's a bullying situation? Well, well, well you know, most of the schools, I can talk from, you know, the really, I'd say, effective schools that are really, really trying. I won't mention names, but I do know many. And, you know, right from the top down, the, the approach will be nonviolence. The, the, children, the, the, the children, boys or girls, will know that there's a code of conduct. And part of that code, a very important code of conduct would be, you know, we don't hurt other people. We don't damage property. We don't use bad language. It will be stamped into the children right from the beginning, you know, in, in, in the junior school, that the, this is the code of conduct. And anybody who, who breaks this code or, 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 you know, pushes the boundaries, breaks the rules, mm. will have very serious consequences imposed. But what about and the listeners who will tell you they went to schools with bullies where codes of conduct didn't matter when mm. teachers weren't around that little monster was mm. like the monster that he or she was was like that because mm. that was what was in them in their personality well absolutely i mean i hear that all the time you know and, and very one one has to bear in mind that you know extreme bullying and there are many types of bullying you know there's the physical um, you know verbal social um, non-verbal and then of course cyber bullying today is huge but this physical bullying that happened at this particular school is very very serious and you know one would hope and, and, and I know that in most schools it is treated very seriously and teachers, the principals and other pupils, you know, you, you've got You've got other, other learners who stand by and watch it, who don't do anything. And I think a big problem is many children say to me that they do tell teachers, they do tell parents, and then they're not listened to. It's not taken seriously. Um, and so then they, they, they give up. And very often the children who are the victims are, are often the, the quieter, more sensitive um, gentle ones, um, sometimes ones with learning problems or maybe maybe physical handicaps of some sort, some sort of you know inadequacy perhaps, and not the fastest runner or whatever. And of course, they they will then be picked on by the the the, the, the bullies, the ones who need control, who want control. And when one talks about it, in fact, a while ago, I did a workshop in a school um, focusing on bullying, and I went from class to class. And it was interesting that even the very little children, when I'd say, you know, what makes a person become a bully? And they would say things like, well, they're bullied at home. Um, They get hidings. They get punishment. They're not listened to. They've got low self-esteem. They've got... You know, they've got enormous dysfunction in their families, in other words. And so, I mean, you know, one can see that this is it's a sort of endemic thing, which, which can be passed from generation to generation. And somewhere along the line, one's got to stamp it out. So we have and to come back to, to some kind of empathetic level where you're actually going to understand your behavior. You, you, yeah. you, you will understand your good and bad behavior. So there's a context. Yeah. But... In our, 
this is the bigger issue and we're in a society where mm. let's be honest the the male uh, power roles are are sometimes defined as if you're not that tough guy mm. then actually you're not you know you're not going to make it um, exactly and if you if yeah. you're not seen as as maybe you see it at home maybe you see dad or or another male mm. figure as uh, chiding others or you know putting people mm. down but and being applauded for it absolutely so you, you know, think that is a status do you do you get children who who kind of emulate that absolutely that's where it comes from you know and i i, I noticed for instance i was a counselor in a girls school for many years and i noticed it was a junior school and we used to do you know i did life orientation lessons and Part of that was we do role plays on, you know, the, the bad way of speaking to someone, you know, the cruel, nasty, bullying, verbal stuff that girls do in girls' schools. And then I'd get them to role play the bad way. And it took me a while before I noticed that whenever the girls were doing it the, the bad way, you know, the nasty, really cruel, bullying way, they would speak in an American accent. And then when they were doing it the nice way, they'd go back to their own voices. And then I started looking at what they were watching on TV at that time. And it was, you know, even even movies like High School Musical, which was mm. pretty innocuous, really. If you watch that, there's the one character, Sharpay, the one girl. Mm. Um, it's almost like it's, it's, it's fashionable to be the nasty one. And the girls would, you know, they flick their, their hair and they put their hands on their hips and they emulate these, these, these TV programs. And, of course, for the boys... It's the same, but in a much more violent way often, you know, with the, with the weapons and, and, and hitting and hurting. And so it, it, even if they're not always learning it at home, they are often watching far too much violence on TV. And it is impacting on them as this is the way to be cool and this is the way to, be, to belong and to be part of the, the peer group. And... Um, we try desperately, and I know there are many, many people, uh, you know, um, our colleagues, people younger, you know, teachers, social workers, psychologists, people, life coaches who are going to schools and desperately trying to teach um, children how to be assertive, how to stand up for themselves in an assertive, non-aggressive way, and that it is cool not to be a bully and not to hurt people and take it out on somebody smaller or more sensitive or younger. But unfortunately, and, we've got a long way to go still. Yep. And let's uh, ask people to join us, anyone who wants to. Anne Kaywood is on the line from Kenilworth. She's a social worker in private practice. And mm. we want to look into the psychology of bullying. But really, folks, how do you feel about it? How many of us will spend our adult lives um, actually not saying or admitting that we were bullied or that we mm. did the bullying? So mm. when you look back, has anyone realized, oh my goodness, I, I was a victim of it and maybe it was mm. overt and you want to speak about that experience, how you overcame it, or I was a perpetrator of it. And be mm. honest, was it also mm. a school culture? Now, I find mm. um, uh, when my child went to an all-girls school, there was mm. a strong, almost pervasive um clickiness around these girls and they had so much um, being taught to them in life orientation in the general practice of the school that you should not you know treat others badly you shouldn't make fun mm. of anyone there was this this thing of 
let's not just mm. be competitive on the sports field. Let, but still, mm. as Anne is describing, they mm. reverted to teasing, to bullying when the teachers mm. weren't around. So, I think, I think so are our kids also are our mm. kids also just aware that we are being adults and they must yeah. fool us into thinking that they're being good mm-hmm. children? I think also that, that there's a huge responsibility in schools. You know, I, I don't, as I said, I don't know exactly what happened in this particular school, but it worries me if this father were, or the parents were drawing attention for two years to the fact that this son, I'm sure there's, you know, a lot more to it. But, um, you know, there's a huge responsibility on schools, teachers, to, to, to take children seriously, to listen. I know sometimes they tell tales and, and, and sometimes they need to become more assertive and stand on their own feet and become resilient. But, you know, it's, it's a terrible situation if a child is trying desperately to, to draw attention to unhappiness and what's happening and there's no one... No one at school listening. No one that they can turn to. They need to know that they can go somewhere. And um, it, it, a very important part of what I've seen and in a couple of schools that I've worked in is the whole um, issue of, especially, well, I've been in junior schools and there's been a strong emphasis on training peer mediators. Oh. And, you know, children who come forward and they're on the playground there. And the peer mediators are on the play- playground. They walk around. They, they're given some training um, and supervision, of course. And they can pick up, they very often pick up these things that are happening when the teachers are in the staff room or having meetings and so on. And that's a very important role for, it's, for instance, grade sevens. Because I think the boy who was bullied was, a was grade in grade six seven. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, grade, yeah, I think he was grade six and the. Bully was, was great. Yeah. You see, now, 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 with a good system in a school where there are peer mediators, prefects, somebody, people walking around who are um, you're obviously mature enough and trained and effective enough to pick up these things, go and speak to the school counselor or teacher, you, you, we're going to get somewhere then. But, you know, sometimes the schools are not interested. They feel it takes too much time or it's too much trouble. The teachers then have to do extra work. And in fact, it, 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 will, it will reduce the teacher's work and, and this kind of terrible incident mm-hmm. happening. If only, you know, one could bring that into all the schools. So let's, and let's, let's focus on that. One could bring it into all the schools if you had the education department buying into an anti-bullying mm. program or behavior uh, program like this, like supporting yeah. the peer mediators. Uh, you can join us mm. on 021-446-0567 if you want to be honest about bullying, the context of it. How do we approach it? Are we, do we need people like psychologists and, and social workers like Anne to put together a model of peer mediators and, and other almost tactics, I want to call it, because we are dealing with with young people. And I I was, uh, we were all kids Mm -hmm. once. We know kids are out to fool adults. Jerry's in Seapoint. Let's bring Jerry on board. Hello, Jerry. I'm going to try and lock Anne in. If we can just lock Anne in. And Jerry, I hope you don't have your radio on. I don't. How are you doing? Good. I'm well. How are you? I'm excellent. We've spoken before. In fact, it was about uh, land reform. Oh, that's uh, coming up some, some again ago. later yeah, in the I show. Know, I know, I know. Um, and, um, you know, everybody except the bully and uh, agrees that this is a problem. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this program's been on, many programs like this on, on, on Cape Talk and other stations. Everybody agrees it's a problem. Uh, 
everybody says, you know, we must educate and, and talk about it. And, and it, 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 A, it doesn't work. Um, and the very people that are doing the bullying are not going to be the ones that are going to be amenable to that kind of solution. Okay. Yeah, but, but absolutely. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. Sorry, right, I'm right, interrupting right. you. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I was actually asking for you. I mean, no, no, I, I think there's agreement on this, which is why I'm saying, Jerry, yeah, yeah. we so could be fooled by these, by these kids, including those who say, I'm okay, the bullying has stopped because they're living yeah. in fear. Uh, of course. Or of the course, bully. The bully is going to say, what do you mean? I, I wasn't yeah. hurting yeah. so-and-so. That's just how we play. Of course. Of so, course. Right. So, and, 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 uh, but Sorry. I just want to give the um, – and, and so I, I'm, I'm never in favor – I mean, I, I design systems for a living, and I'm never in favor of the kind of uh, sort of propaganda approach or talking approach because that, that only goes so far. You really need a structural ch- change. And this is a brilliant idea, and I, w- I wish it was mine, but, it, but it's not. It's, I, I heard it from a headmaster of a school in Cape Town. I can't remember the guy's name, and I don't remember the school, unfortunately. But he had a structural solution to the problem, and he says it's, it's solved the problem completely and utterly in his school. And it's absolutely brilliant in its simplicity. Um, now, imagine you have a school going from, say, what, grade 1 to 5 or 5 to 10 or 7 to 12, whatever it is. Uh, so there's, you know, but, but most schools are, are, you know, within a group of about five years or, or, or less. Mm. So when a, a new batch comes in, these can be grade ones or grade sixes or what, wherever, whatever it is, you join a family uh, or what they call the family, but it's just an, an, a fancy word for a group. And that group has one member, the new member from grade one, an existing member from grade two, a member from grade three, a member from grade four and a member from grade five. And you guys and those guys meet once a week or once every two weeks, and they have to meet. So you've actually got an older brother, an older, older brother, an older, older, older brother. So now, and that, that becomes a functioning unit. It's actually like a unit of society. Now, I mean, you can just imagine how this is going to play out. Uh, grade one is being bullied often by a grade two or even a grade three. Not a problem. You talk to your family member who's in grade four or grade five. Or you talk to your entire group, they'll sort him out. It's a structural solution to the problem. But how do they then approach it? Like the peer mediators, or are they well, trained well, well, to know how to how to approach this thing well, well, without becoming well, no, bullies that, themselves? The nice thing. I, I can, the nice thing. The nice thing. Good, good question. Okay, but well, can, can I just respond to Vernon? The, I, in my experience, children speak children very well. <laughs> and they only and they understand each other, yeah. so they will deal with it. I suspect a great deal better than an adult will. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, and my son. I, I will mention the name of the school. My son was at Tax, and he, yeah. he's well out of school now. He's long out of school, but had a very similar system. In they called it the, the mentoring system, a kind of tutor system, and it was in the high school. So. Um, from grade 8 to grade 12, you know, they'd start from grade, they'd yeah. stay in the same group, so they'd move up, and then new grade 8s would come in underneath. Yeah, and yes. it, it, it did, it did um, work extremely well in, in that sort of way, because they would, you know, they'd have grade 12s right down to grade 8s in the same group. Um, they'd, have a, they'd have a teacher as well, who was kind of in the, the, the overall in, in, in charge of this group. And they would, you know, things would come to, to attention. And there are many, many schools where 
we really and truly, and I can mention many schools, and particularly the, the sort of boys' schools, the sort of, uh, yeah. one would say, the traditional, where, where, where bullying was almost endemic. And, and it yeah. really has got better. It really ha- is much, much better. It happens yeah. much less. It's been less glorified. Um, the, you don't have the, the um, you know, the, the orientation at the beginning of grade eight where, yeah. um, you know, where people, the, the, yeah, I know what you mean. the boys yeah. particularly were humiliated. What we, what we faced with, though, is the problem in many of the schools, particularly on the Cape Flats and in, you know, in many of our areas around us, where, they, they, you know, the classes are huge. They just haven't got the infrastructure. And that's where, obviously, and the kids are coming from very dysfunctional, violent situations. And that's, that's, that becomes an enormous problem to try and monitor that. But the beauty, the beauty of this system is you don't need to monitor it. It doesn't need any infrastructure. You just have a group of five people, and they're all one year older than... But, but how do you know if that group is going to apply, a, a, if I could put it this way, a humanistic response to it? They don't have to. They, they well, don't then, have to apply a humanistic response. But Jerry, what if they then end up being violent towards the other kid? But it might happen, but I think they will mitigate the violence. It's, it's why humans form societies, why we form villages and cities and, and, and city-states and countries. Well, we used to form those villages, city-states and countries out of fear for one another. That's, well, we, we that's, one, that's one discussion in, yeah, in sociology I remember quite nicely in, in um, well, the early years of Cape Talk. Uh, there was this wonderful talk. Actually, it was at the um, year at the yeah, city yeah. hall around yeah. this this issue of of social violence and yeah. the international speaker said we come from fear based socialization we well, got we, together to protect one another no you you you're quite you quite correct Vernon. and but uh, it's you, scary but if you're asking me about an, an ideal I would, I would i would talk for hours and hours and hours yeah but, but you you want a bully to be faced by a a almost like a, an inbuilt protection racket yes yes Yes, okay. and and they may not. Well, well, and 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 why is your assumption immediately that they will do it violently? I suspect. They no, will no, not. I'm 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 wondering if if that will but be I'm one sure. of their responses. But look, it, well, it, it, it may be an ultimate quickly. response, but yes, go for I'll it. I'll make a couple of points quickly. Um, yes. You just have to look at a, at a, at a book like like um, Lord of the Flies, where a group yeah. of children were left alone, and what happened there? Because a natural vi- a natural aggression can come out. My, my feeling as a social worker is, I mean, we can talk and talk and talk and we can get idealistic and, and, and it's good to get that way. But um, in the end of the day, and we've been trying really, really hard, particularly in Cape Town and, and outlying areas, um, for, for 35 years now. And, and, and I mean, it's still, it's still really hard. To get yes, but you haven't done this. But hang but on, you haven't hang done on. this. Hang on. Yes, we have yeah. in many ways. We have. But where it starts with yeah. children, help, it, 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 your system is a, is a wonderful idea, but you've got, if you've got children who come from homes who, um, where the children have been disciplined in an effective, nonviolent way, you're going to have much better chance of those groups working as they grow up. The problem is that, and I do talks and workshops all the time, and I'm yeah. talking to parents. I've written five parenting books. And yeah. the problem is even even in really well-functioning families, I had a dad in my office yesterday um, yeah. who's got a son at a boys' school, and the, it's, he's a reasonable dad and all of that. But the way he was talking to his son was so aggressive. Yeah. He swore at him yeah. 
he he called him names, and that yes. to me is where they're. now that boy he's not a violent boy himself, but yes. one of these days he's going to turn around out of sheer mm. aggression and anger and frustration and do something quite violent because of the role modeling he's been exposed to. So Jerry, in this, in in this natural system, Anne is saying, yes, yes, you have an unnatural state where children come from. Family bases, social bases, that they themselves won't understand conflict resolution. You're saying leave them in the ordered, in the ordered chaos of the group. I, I get what what you're saying, and it might work itself out. I think that's dangerous. Actually, we're not considering. It would be quite different if I was saying get all the white kids together and get all the black kids together and get all the coloured kids together. I'm no, not what I'm no, saying. No, 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 hold it. Just but the structure of the group is important. Yeah. You're getting people from from three different, five different ages, and their okay, perspectives well. will be very different. You know, you've got a, a huge diversity of, of, of views. I don't think we're really attacking the, the, the main topic right now, which well, is... We, we all know the causes. If it's, but what, is, what will stop it is really the, what I'm addressing. I mean, obviously, it's not the only thing. Effective parenting and giving teachers more training. I've been, I've been involved for many, many years with teachers, with teacher training. And for over the years, we, uh, I used to work at the Parent Center, which is now in Weinberg. And we, we developed many programs, behavior modification in education, trying to get into schools to teach teachers. And the problem was that when, when corporal punishment was outlawed all those yeah. years ago, which was excellent, and I was never in favor of corporal punishment, what, yeah. what the teachers, many teachers battled with, especially the teachers with 60 children in a class, was they were never taught what to do instead. And unfortunately, yeah. what many teachers started doing instead of the corporal punishment was worse in their threats and their shouting and their and, mm. and, 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 and social stigmatization, etc. And so mm. to me, and I know it, it's just my, my, my perception and my view of it from where I come from um, in, in my field of work, is that we really do need to get, and the teachers' training college need, training colleges, the Western Cape Education Department, need far, need to give the teachers far more training in actual basic parenting skills. How okay, but but Jerry kids? wants to leave the kids to sort the problem out by themselves because it will be a multi generational approach: young yeah. one, older one, next older one. Jerry, I understand. Also, no, no, also, Jerry, I understand what you. No, no, I understand what you're offering, but please, yeah. also hear what Anne is saying about no, know, the I, whole I ecosystem around that. So let's yeah, get a I final was, point from you, Jerry. Last, We've got last, to go yeah. to an ad break. My last sentence. Uh, I'm not suggesting for a moment that it is an either or. Obviously, uh, um, Anne's approach is, is, is fantastic, and she needs to continue it. Uh, I'm not saying it's either or, but I think one can do both. Jerry, we hear you, but I, I, I'm with Anne on the caution of how this can work when you leave a group of children of various ages alone to solve a problem as, as difficult as bullying. We come back, we can wrap up with Anne Kaywood talking about the psychology of bullying. I hope we're getting to some of the roots of this. I know there's always talk about bullying. There's always reactive uh, media about bullying. But really, it's also up to you to share your stories, your insight about bullying and how it affected you or if you perpetrated it or if you currently know of anyone. And let's not leave out 
the adults who bully each other. So we try to get to some of the psychological roots of bullying, um, not to even break break out the the psychology or psychosis of it. But N.K. Wood has given us some practical insight to what it must be like for a social worker. Um, I think, Anne, you, you spoke about parenting. There is yeah. so many moving parts to this. But ultimately, we are human beings influenced from our home base, our social base. Then we come to school and we either practice or we lash out in a way that others are going to get intimidated verbally or cyberbullying physical bullying and many mm-hmm. times it could come from a person who themselves is broken in some way absolutely that's a sad sad part of it and i mean i think i i, I will never give up as long as I've, I've, I've got energy and breath and life in me, I won't give up on, on, on this a, a very passionate feel that I have for trying to help parents and teachers to just get to the bottom of helping children. And it's very difficult to break old patterns, you know, to change mindsets, to change reactions. But it's, it's, it's important to get through to children right from the beginning that you know, it's not might doesn't equal right, and it's not the old-fashioned, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and all that kind of hideous, aggressive, punitive, harsh um, background. You know, that's that we that is still quite recent in our past. And when when I go, you know, and and, and I go around to many schools, talk to many parents, I'm I'm very very impressed and encouraged when I hear how many schools, how many parents are really trying very hard to help children to see that it's not clever and it's not great to be a bully and to um, show power over another person, to intimidate, to humiliate and to hurt. And we will always have degrees of that because I suppose that's the human condition. But I do believe that it's getting better and I do believe we mustn't give up hope and continue to try and eradicate this and to help our children to see that it's it's not it's not okay. I was listening to a talk a little while ago, um, a, a teacher from a boys' school, and he said that you know he sits the boys down sometimes and says, "Be very careful who you bully while you're at school. One day you might be sitting across a desk from that same person, that victim, asking for a job, mm. and they won't forget that you were the one at school who bullied them." Um, and that, that gets through to the kids. And I know there's a very good program. I don't know if you've heard of the JAG pro- program. Yes, I just, I, I, when we were researching this, I looked at Ooh. the JAG Foundation and the campaign, the anti-bullying campaign that they've been running. They yeah, also have a very good presence online. So, yeah, very. Yeah, let very me remind idea. everyone that you can. I'm, I'm going to try and link this stuff on, on my Twitter, but you can look mm-hmm. into the JAG Foundation. They are JAG Foundation. J-A-G dot org dot Z-A. And they're brilliant. They're brilliant. And they've done so much good work. They have worked and, you know, as peer educators as well. They're peer educators. Yeah. They go into schools and they do it through, you know, not just talking and sitting down, and but, but through sports, through soccer, through mm-hmm. rugby, um, netball, hockey, you know, and helping the children come from very deprived backgrounds to, to develop their assertiveness skills without being aggressive. You know, to be able to speak for them up and, 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 you know, speak up for their friends and so on. So there's a, there's, there's a huge amount of good that's happening in the communities. And it's just such a pity, you know, when we hear such, such a terrible story. And I just hope it has a, 
a positive outcome and that this particular school or what or whoever's to blame for this mm. um you know d- d- learns from it and that they good you know adequate consequences for the for the boy who who obviously b- did the bullying and that everyone will learn from it you know well, that, let's that's let's hope that one of one of the constructive things that we need right now as 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 guardians to these children is an education mm-hmm. department that thinks like Jerry look for a yes, system yes. Something yeah. you can seed that is structural, that yes, every school, yes. no matter whether they're a Cape Flats school or, yeah, exactly. or an ex-Model C school, yeah. has the same poster in the classroom or has no, the same can, hotline or the same exactly, teacher I mean, support if material. Work, if it can work at, 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 at a big school, and, and I don't know if they still do it at Saks because my husband, my, my, husband my, my son left some time ago. But, um, you know, it, it worked really well there. And, and 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 my son was at Saks, which is a boys' school, as you know, and so on. Mm. And um, obviously, there was a b- incidents of bullying that went on, but um, you know, he d- d- not much, not that much at all. Well, let's get the let's get the people at the top in charge of education to put mm. something in place, something if structural only. from school if to only. school, even a basic something. Ed. I'm I'm, I'm going to watch that. I'm that is how mm. I want to leave this program. Asking my producer, myself, and everyone else who's possibly listening tonight to ask, why have we not got an integrated um, mm. structural response to bullying from our yeah, sure. provincial education department? Where is their campaign? Yeah, I, where is their action? And I do think they're trying. I do think they're trying, and they're trying very hard because I've, I've, I've heard of other very, very positive outcomes yep. from the education department and good responses and good responses. Well, let's, let's ask them where their bullying program is. Yes. Well, I think they have got one, and it's, it's it, you know, it, 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 sometimes I suppose it falls apart a bit, but, you know, the, the, this yep. particular school, this particular school should obviously have done something um, much more proactive and, 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 and sooner. And Kaywood, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being with us, talking about thank this. You, thank and we you won't, so much. We won't stop uh, highlighting no, won't this stop. issue. Thank you. Anne Kaywood is in Kenilworth. She was a social worker in private practice who spoke about bullying this evening. How do you feel about it? Is it a story for you? Is it an issue for you? Is the context um, as big as what, what Jerry was saying? You just need to create a group of caring children who have a older member structure. So there's five different ages in one clustered group. They'll protect each other. They'll respond to the issue in the only way that children can. Maybe that matters more, that kids have to learn how to fix their, their, their issues together. And that's how they can learn to grow. My worry is, what if the other kid says, just hit him back?